Welcome, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to Faith FM, Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. It's my great privilege to say today that uh, you're listening to Hugh Heenan, but even more exciting is the fact that we have, uh, not with us in the studio, but certainly remotely and joining us in a very special way, uh, one Gary Webster. And uh, Gary, welcome to the program. Thank you, Hugh. Great to be back again. Uh, well, we've actually been listening to you now for a couple of days here on Drive Time Big Q&A, and in that time you've covered some fascinating topics, and of course today's topic is going to be perhaps even more fascinating as it builds upon the ones that have come before. Um, if you were to maybe just share with us uh, uh, in, in brief overview as to uh, uh, maybe uh, why you think this is such an important topic we're going to be looking at today and what it is, um, our listeners I'm sure will be very intrigued. Yes, we're going to be looking today here at uh, does the Bible teach the idea of a secret rapture? Um, and, uh, yeah, what are the implications of such a teaching? Because this is a common belief among many, many Christians today that Christ is going to come secretly. But, yeah, that's, that's a bit of an outline. Mm, yes, no, we're very much uh, interested in hearing about that because it's a very common teaching and belief in the world today, particularly, as I understand it, in the last uh, 50 to 70 years. It uh, wasn't yes. particularly prevalent uh, all that much before that time, am I right? Yes, exactly, yes. It's, mm. it's become more and more popular. Right, yes. Yeah, so so our, our aim today is to, I guess, uh, compare this, this uh, very uh, popular teaching uh, uh, right next to that of the biblical teaching that was first passed to the apostles by the Lord Jesus Christ and then on from there to the church. And, yeah. uh, uh, and of course, there's somebody, uh, well, I should say that there's really uh, not too many people... Uh, that are as well-placed as yourself to share on this. And I know that you would be very modest about that, but the fact of the matter is, uh, for our listeners, that uh, it's good for you to know that Gary comes to this with a great deal of expertise. Gary is actually someone who is, uh, uh, has studied and has degrees in multiple disciplines, and that includes in the areas of, uh, uh, let me get this right, Gary, in the areas of science and of history and of archaeology and religion. Uh, what, a, what an interesting mix uh, that uh, uh, you've had over the years that must have made for some very interesting conversations and, uh, and research. Yes, yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a real privilege to be able to have had that opportunity because, you know, you do learn a lot, but um, you always realize, of course, that there's a whole bunch more that you don't know <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> in all the areas. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. All right, Gary. Well, uh, we're going to uh, just, uh, uh, I guess, take a moment, uh, take a big deep breath. We'll let you do the same as well. And our listeners, uh, hopefully your appetites are whetted by the thought of uh, uh, what does the future hold with regards to the rapture, with regards to the second coming of Jesus, the blessed hope of every Christian heart, uh, and, of course, course, the question that's in the mind of many people, regardless of faith or no faith, uh, is, well, where is the world headed? And uh, and when we do cover this topic of uh, the rapture, the second coming, and whether it's secret, uh, this is something which is going to impact everybody, uh, whether uh, you know, no matter what our background is and whether we're ready or not. So uh, I guess it's, uh, uh, it's something to look forward to, very much so in the next few moments. But before we uh, turn our thoughts in that direction. We're now going to uh, play for you a wonderful song. We love some of the music we have here on Faith FM. We hope you enjoy it too. And uh, the first uh, song here is Where There Is Faith by, appropriately, uh, Faith First. What a great name for a group and uh, 
dare I say, what a great name for a radio station, Faith FM. Great to have you here on Faith FM as we hear Faith First, where there is faith.
where there is faith, there is peace and there is rest and there is joy. And, uh, Gary, it's great to uh, consider also that there is hope. And, uh, and yeah. we have a God who is uh, very much mindful of our present predicaments and and uh, possibilities, but also is a God who is very much uh, 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 compassionate about our future as well. And, and that's very much your focus for today, isn't it? Because today we're going to be looking at uh, the future, what does it hold, and in particular with a focus upon uh, the rapture uh, and, for that matter, the second coming and is it in any way secret now uh, mm. so far this week you've been taking us through uh, uh, a couple of really interesting topics uh, one looking at uh, uh, Bible prophecy and one also looking at well can you trust the Bible at all and of course uh, you've really helped to, to ground us in uh, just how reliable and verifiable and credible the Bible is, but also the just how astoundingly precise uh, Bible prophecy is, and how it has uh, historically and continuously come true. Uh, so we have great confidence in what you're going to share with us today, of course, and uh, I can't wait to hear what you have to tell us about uh, the great hope that we have in the second coming of Jesus. So, where would you like to begin? Where are you taking us today? Well, let's uh, let's go by way of introduction to talk about what is the belief that uh, many people hold today in the Christian church, which is fairly relatively new, it basically goes like this, Hugh, that there's going to be a secret coming or secret rapture uh, where Jesus comes secretly, quietly for those who you know put their trust in Jesus. And that's why, you know, you have films like Left Behind and, you know, Thief in the Night where, where they say, well, the Christians are whisked out. Maybe he's a pilot of a... A380 plane, and so the plane crashes because the pilot's been whisked off to heaven uh, in Jesus' second coming, or crashes on the freeway because Christian drivers have been whisked away in the in this secret coming. That's the that's the current belief today. Um, then after Christians are taken away in this sort of a secret coming of Jesus, a secret rapture, Antichrist then rules for a seven year period. They say, and this period is a period of tribulation, especially for the Jews. And uh, during this tribulation period, people who uh, were refused to go along with the, the new order of the Antichrist, they'll be, you know, brutally persecuted. That's the idea. And, however, uh, amidst this great persecution by this, you know, satanic Antichrist power, anyone who will believe and embrace Christ at this difficult time, they'll have a second chance at, uh, at salvation. And then after their seven-year tribulation period's over, Jesus then returns visibly to destroy the Antichrist, uh, this power, and, uh, you know, with his wrath uh, on the world's nations, and so God's kingdom is set up, and in we go into a thousand years. That's basically the the the, the, the main ideas. Uh, mm. Mm. Uh, fascinating, isn't it? And, uh, Gary, I wonder, uh, just, I know this is difficult perhaps to share very briefly, but as briefly as one possibly could, uh, where, uh, perchance, where, pray tell, do uh, uh, proponents of this view get the idea of a seven-year period of tribulation for the Jews? Uh, the idea of this comes from the book of Daniel, the 70th week here. I'm not sure, maybe our listeners are familiar with the 70-week prophecy of Daniel chapter 9, and uh, and Christians who hold the viewpoint that I've just described, they see that there's a 69-week period, which is actually 483 years, because seven days a week and day for a year. And so then they take the last week or the seven-year period of the 70 weeks and they place it 
right down the end time. So there's a huge gap between when Jesus uh, was baptized. Most Christians take it to that point where the 69 weeks takes us to his baptism. And then the 70th week for these people who believe this, they put that right down the end of time. And that's a seven year period. Mm. That does seem like a, a very different way to apply Bible prophecy, doesn't it? Given the fact it, that many, does. many Christian apologists today, of course, um, have very successfully uh, shown how that the prophecies of Daniel, that 70 weeks that you've spoken about, and, and the first uh, uh, period of uh, 483 uh, years or uh, 69 sevens or 69 weeks takes us down to the time of Messiah and of Christ when he came the first time and th- thus proving yeah, exactly. who Jesus is. And then to have this big gap that exists between mm. the 69th week and the 70th week in what is otherwise uh, uh, outlined in the Bible is just simply a continuous 70 weeks. It does seem like yeah. a bit of a, an astounding leap of logic or jump. One might say. Yes, well, of course, we don't have any other example of that in the whole Bible where, where you take a piece of prophecy and you put a piece down somewhere else. It's always continuous, but that's that's how people arrive at this teaching, isn't it? Mm, interesting. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, we could say a lot about that, but I thought we'd probably just better concentrate on primarily the rapture part, you know? Absolutely. So, <laughs> so when we think about the rapture, uh, and uh, what does the Bible teach us about the rapture, because of course you've pointed out that uh, those who pr- who propose this idea that they they marry with it this uh, thought that the rapture is secret. Well, first of all, what is the rapture, and secondly, yeah. uh, what do you what does the Bible have to share uh, with regards to it? Yeah, right. Good question. Well, the rapture, of course, basically means the taking away of God's people to be with Jesus. Basically, that's the idea of rapture. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it secret or was it? is another question. But let's have a look at what the Bible actually teaches mm. about the return of Jesus, or the rapture, as we could call it. Um, Matthew 24, verse 30, is a, is, is, a, is a well-known passage, and of course it comes from Jesus himself. I, perhaps I'll just read what it says here. It, Jesus said, Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power, and great glory. Well, what's he, what's he coming for? The next verse spells it out. He will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. So that's where we get the idea of the rapture. He gathers them to be with himself. Well, I guess that raises the question then, uh, Gary. Uh, the, this verse talks about, verses talk about the elect. Who are the elect? Yeah, good, good question. We can uh, we can find out very clearly who the elect are if we go to a couple of passages in Scripture. Second Timothy chapter two, verse ten, Paul says, "Therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect." Now, Paul, of course, was the missionary to the non-Jews as well as to Jews, to both groups, but especially to to non-Jews. He was told, "I'm going to send you to the Gentiles or the non-Jews." So he says, "Therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in." Christ Jesus. Now, the word elect itself is a Greek comes from a Greek word which means the chosen. Now, mm. now, what in what sense are these people chosen, or or why are they chosen? Um, Jesus put it this way in Matthew twenty two forty. He said, "For many are called, but few are chosen." Now, he was he made that statement in the context of a parable he told about a wedding feast. And he said, you know, people were invited to the wedding feast, 
of this rich guy, but they turned it down, many of the people. So the, the guy said, go out to the highways and the byways, go everywhere and call everyone to come. And, you know, there was not just Jesus' context, was not just the Jews, but go everywhere to everyone. So the people come to this wedding banquet, but um, and they're given a they're given a coat, a garment to put on a wedding garment. But when when the the, the man comes in to survey all these guests, he sees one guy without a, a wedding garment. He says, "How did you get in here without a wedding garment?" And um, the man's speechless because it was a gift to them, and they had to have mm. the garment on to be to stay in the wedding. Well, yes. the man said, "You know," the the man says, "Well." Take this guy and throw him out. The garment. And then that's when Jesus makes that statement. Many are called, as God calls everybody, but few are chosen. Why are they not chosen? They're not chosen if they don't accept the free gift of God's Mm. wonderful righteousness. So that's what, that's in a sense what people are elect. They've accepted the free gift of salvation. What a wonderful thought there, Gary. So when Jesus comes again, he's not going to compel us to be one of the chosen. He's, he's coming to collect and to receive to himself those who have chosen of their own accord uh, to be one of his uh, one of his elect. Uh, yes, I, I guess accepted, that's a, ex- a free will offer this. in a free will relationship. Yeah, they've accepted this free gift. It's marvelous grace of God. I mean, mm. we're all our well, our righteousness is a filthy rags. The Bible says, but yes. Christ's righteousness is perfect. And when we accept Him, he, he credits us with all that righteousness of Jesus, and that's why we can we can have salvation because we're mm. counted as righteous, even though actually in ourselves we're not. Just while we're on that thought, Gary, um, obviously our focus today is very much upon uh, how we're going to be chosen. Uh, or, yep. or rather, how the chosen are going to uh, uh, going to be gathered uh, at the last day, and and we're going to talk about how that occurs. But before we do, how do we make sure that today we are one of those elect? Ah, good. Uh, that's that's uh, that's the very that's that's the gospel and the gospel. You know, I think the simplest way to, for any of us to grasp this is the thief on the cross. You know, mm. here's a guy whose life was about to end. And he realized who the man on the middle cross was. He realized this was the king of the universe because on his head was, over his head was written, this is Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. Well, the king of the Jews in the Bible is is God himself. And this man turned to Jesus and he said, Lord, would you remember me when you come into your kingdom? Is there a place for me? And Jesus, as quick as a flash, he said, listen, I'm telling you today, on this horrible day when it looks like my cause is washed up, you and I are going to be in my kingdom forever. What a beautiful... We, we reach out the hand and say, Lord, I accept the free gift. Mm. And the moment we do that, we begin the life eternal. Oh, what a wonderful statement there, Gary. I uh, just It warmed my heart, and I'm sure it does that for our, many of our listeners as well. just excites me to think that uh, Jesus, uh, in, in solidarity with us, also offers us his victory and a place with him in eternity if we but just accept his free offer. And, of course, if we let go of the things that, uh, uh, that have previously had a hold on us, uh, confess we don't need those in our life anymore, but confess our need of Jesus uh, and begin very to important. walk with him. That's a very important point to you because you remember what this thief said. First of all, before he asked Jesus to remember him, he said to his other friend, don't you realize mm. we are in the same problem as this man, but we deserve what we're getting. In other words, we, we, we've done wrong. But that's, that's when we acknowledge our sin and we turn to God, 
that's repentance. Yes. <laughs> we let go and say, God help me. So you're right. Repentance and reaching out to whole mm. have the gift. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that, Gary. Uh, we can't hear that enough, can we? Warms our heart. No, we cannot, yes. but that's the elect. That, that the people who mm. are they're chosen because they accept the gift. Mm. Now, how is it then that those who are of the elect, who have been chosen by Christ and have been saved by his death and now live according to his life lived within them and are looking forward to the day when he comes to take us home, how is it then that we will be gathered to him on that day? Okay, good. Good point. Well, first of all, we notice it's, uh, it's, 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 that's, as you said, that's the day we're gathered to him. Mm. But Paul, I think, in First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17, makes a beautiful statement. And I love the way he's put it. He says, for the Lord himself, <laughs> this same Jesus, not a different Jesus, the Jesus who healed the sick, who raised the dead, who put his arms around lepers, the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. In other words, those who are dead, but before they died, they put their trust in Jesus, just as we've been talking about. Those will rise first. He will wake them. They will be raised to life because Jesus says in John chapter 5, it's the voice of the Son of God that raises the dead to life, his friends. So mm. they are raised to life. And then Paul goes on to say, then we who are alive and remain, in other words, not everybody's going to be, not all the friends of Jesus will be dead when he comes. Some will be alive. If we were alive and remain, we'll be caught up. That's the rapture. We'll be caught up together with them, those who have been raised to life in the clouds and to meet the Lord in the air and thus we will always be with him. So that's the beautiful teaching. The dead in Christ, the living in Christ are all raised up together and uh, to be with Jesus. Now, of course, that's in conformity with what uh, Jesus pointed out in Matthew 24, isn't it? Um, where it says in verse 31 that he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. Now, of course, yes. Paul talked about that too. So Paul gets his theology, gets his ideas from Jesus, doesn't he? And exactly. they will gather together his elect from the four winds, in other words, from every part of the world, from the four points of the compass, from one end of the heaven to the other. So no one's going to miss out who's uh, been uh, saved by Christ and have accepted that salvation, are they? No, they're all going to... And Jesus promised that to his disciples on the night before his death. He says, hey, don't be troubled. They got your hearts to be troubled. You believe in God? Mm. They believe in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and receive you to myself so that where I am, <laughs> you can be with me. Beautiful promise, eh? It sure is. Well, what about the Apostle John way over there in the Revelation? Uh, what does he yep. have to tell us about these things? Yes, well, John in Revelation 14 also shows, it talks about this rapture. In uh, Revelation 14, verse 14, um, verse 14, I wonder if you could read that for us, Hugh. If yeah, you've got sure. a copy of that. Yeah, let me take a look at that. Uh, at Revelation 14, verse 14, it says, Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, Thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And so he who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Yeah. Notice the word harvest there. Mm. It's, it's harvest though. Jesus likened his people to, to, to seed and wheat. Remember, he told parables about the seed that went in the ground. 
and it came forth uh, and, and at the harvest time. And so, in other words, this is people. Jesus is coming to reap the wheat, the harvest, the, the, his children. He's come to take them home, in other words. Notice again the imagery that we had in Paul's writings and Jesus' writings in Matthew. Mm. The cloud is coming in the clouds. So yes. This is the picture that John gives us. And it's in keeping with what Jesus himself said earlier in Matthew 13, I think, isn't it, where he talked about uh, that there would be a harvest at the end of the age, at the end of the world, uh, and that he would collect, as you pointed out, uh, his people to himself like wheat. But those who, who have, I guess, of their own accord, chosen not to accept Christ, but have actually rejected the one who so lovingly accepted them and gave his life for them, but have yeah, rejected Christ. That uh, sadly they'll be accounted as 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 weeds rather than wheat or as chaff, and will yes. not be collected in that uh, that great homecoming day when Christ uh, conducts His harvest. And in that parable of, uh, that you're referring to, mm. uh, Jesus says the reapers are the angels. Yes, they come and help Jesus take His children home, as we read just a while ago. It's amazing how the Bible all holds together, isn't it? You know that uh, that's yes. That's what I love here. You, mm. Again and again, you see the Bible it agrees with itself everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing now, for probably, a book that uh, was written over such a long time period. And, uh, you know, it's not only had harmony with itself, but has also remained consistent even with under investigation all these thousands of years later. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Now, I think probably... Now, you go ahead. Yeah, I'm very sorry to to interrupt you there, Gary, but I think uh, in listening to what you've shared there, uh, I guess we haven't yet uh, uncovered the question as to whether the rapture is secret. But in listening to what you've shared and listening to what the Bible has to say, I'm not hearing anything secret there. It looks very public and open. Yes, well, we haven't we haven't highlighted that, that, but you're right. You're picking that up from the text itself. So, so mm. let's look more carefully at, at at the fact that in the Bible. The rapture actually is not secret. If we go to Jesus uh, again in Matthew 24, we read this text before. No, well, we didn't read this verse, but we'll come back to the one we did read. Notice what it says in verse 27 of Matthew 24. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. I mean, lightning's pretty visible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it sure is, especially here in Australia on the plains. Yeah, we need to make sure, however, this is talking about the rapture, because then he goes on and he says what we read before. With, with this lightning that shines from the east and the west, he says, then the sign of the Son of Man will appear. The word appear is there in the heaven, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn. They will see. In other words, his coming is going to be visible. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He'll send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. Listen, you don't sleep through a trumpet. You hear a trumpet blow, don't you? <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> no missing that. And, no. Yeah, and then it says they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of the heaven to the other. So in Jesus' own words, there's nothing secret about this. Mm. It's, it's visible. He says even those who, 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 who are against him, they mourn. I know God's people are not going to be mourning because you read the last verses in the of the Bible in Revelation. John says, even so come, Lord Jesus. Paul wants Jesus to come. Yeah, so they're not mourning. They're glad that Jesus is coming. Well, who are the ones that mourn? Well, they're the ones, as you said, you who sadly, you know, disengaged from the life support system, not, not connected with God, sadly. Mm. So, so this is going to be something that everybody's going to see from one end of the heavens to the other as we look up from the earth, from the east yep. to the west. Yes, and, and, and Luke, in Luke's gospel, it, it comes out clear again because Luke talking a similar way that gives us a little more information. He says in 
Luke 21, 25, there will be signs in the sun, the moon and the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. And notice the next verse, men's hearts failing them for fear mm. and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man. Now, who's the they? Well, it's talking about those people whose hearts fail them for fear. That's not God's people. They don't fear, be afraid like this. They're not full of perplexity because Jesus told them, don't be afraid. So the coming of, of Jesus and our gathering to him is going to be extremely highly visible uh, to yes. everyone, isn't it? Now, um, Yes, and I think the, sorry. the important point to notice here is that in this context of these passages, it's always talking about the gathering of God's friends or the elect, those who are put on the rope. So it's, it's not some other coming, it's the coming for God's friends. Yes, that's that's the key point, isn't it? Mm. Now, um, in a few moments, we'd love to have you share with, with us a little bit more about what the rest of the New Testament has to say on, on these matters with regards to the visibility of the coming of Christ and, the, and how that uh, at that time he gathers his people to him at that time, uh, that those two things are married together. But before we do, let's, uh, let's just take a bit of a break and let's consider... Um, the message of a wonderful song by Andy McLeod, Signs of the Times. And uh, certainly there are many signs around us that the coming of the Lord Jesus that we are looking forward to and been discussing just now is on the horizon. So Andy McLeod, Signs of the Times.
found indeed uh, for it, dear friend on that day when jesus comes again now gary mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, wonderful to have you on the air and i've really enjoyed listening to what you've had to share about that great day when christ shall come uh, good news is that you yourself are coming very soon to adelaide Yes, I'm looking forward to that, Hugh. Yes. Now, now you're going to be conducting a whole uh, gamut, a whole array of different presentations uh, that, are, that are going to, uh, I guess, cover a range of different topics. And uh, you're going to be doing that at two different venues, aren't you? Yes, yes. We'll be doing it at uh, – uh, well, you know the areas better than I do, Hugh. I'm, I'm <laughs> a, I come from Sydney here, but, yeah. You, 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 you spell out the, the, the names yes. of the places because – Yes, yeah, sure. Happy to do that because uh, one of the places, of course, is at the Glendor Community Centre. I think it's at 25 Naldera Street. Uh, and uh, so that's down in Glendor. That's on the southern side of, of uh, the city. And uh, But also for our northerner friends, you're going to be covering the northern suburbs of Adelaide as well and uh, by means of going to uh, the Denison Centre uh, there in Mawson Lakes in Garden Terrace. And now, that's a place that's very close to my heart, of course, because uh, I regularly... Uh, uh, go to uh, the Denison Centre. Uh, in fact, uh, we, we have uh, uh, all sorts of different community events that we hold there. We have a community meal. We have a community pantry that runs there. We have different community health events that we run for the community. But to think that uh, uh, that uh, you are going to be coming, Gary, to share with us what's called Prophetica. Uh, tell us about yes. Prophetica. Yes, Prophetica is a, is a high-powered or high-octane <laughs> Prophetic uh, seminar. It lasts for half a day. We we start in both of those places. I, I think Saturday, August five from five to nine p.m. at the the Glendor Community Centre, and then the next day at uh, the Denison Centre, Sunday August six from five to nine. These are five presentations. You know, really right to the point to help people see. Wow, the, the Bible prophecy is dependable. It's reliable. But beyond that, we show people where we're headed today and how we can have confidence and hope in the future it's you know that's 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 where we'll be headed it gives an, an eye-opening look at, at at the prophecies of the bible we're going to be going to the books of daniel and the revelation 
Yes, and of course, uh, if you, if any of our listeners would like to be a part of this program, where you get to meet Gary live and in person, and uh, and it's, it's going to be an interactive um, uh, program in the sense that we have a lot of uh, uh, a lot of great visuals that your people will see there, and uh, it'll be a, a I guess a an experience where uh, sort of a one of a kind experience. There's really nothing quite like it here in Adelaide, and uh, it'll be uh, one that you can book your seats to uh, by means of going to the website prophetica.com so that's prophetica.com just simply go there and you'll find the uh, the the booking button uh, towards the bottom of that uh, that website the homepage there and uh, you can choose which one of those venues that you'd like to go uh, go to and uh, and hear and uh, meet Gary in person uh, and likewise you can do the same thing simply by picking up your phone uh, and calling one eight hundred double seven twenty twenty. that's one eight hundred double seven twenty twenty. Uh, and uh, we hope that uh, you'll join us on that evening. And of course, Gary, there's going to be a free meal. Uh, who would yeah, pass yeah. that up? Oh, I'm in for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now that's 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 a that's an enjoyable part. We break it up, and so that people can have a bit of reflection, ask some questions, talk to me personally. We're happy to to do that. Mm. So again, if you want to be involved in this, you want to meet uh, Gary in person, ask those questions of him, just like I've had the opportunity to do today, uh, then uh, certainly uh, 1-800-77-2020 is the number to call to book your seats and that of your friends and family as well. Uh, and of course, you could do that online at prophetica.com. All right. Well, Gary, let's come back to our topic for today. Uh, and our topic is all about that great day when Jesus returns and whether, in fact, it's going to be secret, whether, whether the rapture and the gathering of God's people to himself is going to be a, a secret hush-hush event or something very much out in the open. And you've already shown yeah. us that uh, it's going to be a highly visible event uh, in the words of Jesus. And the, and, uh, but what about the Apostle Paul and uh, the Apostle John? What, what do the Apostles say about uh, this event? Uh, yes, well, we, we, read a, we read a text a moment ago from Paul's writings, but I, I want to highlight a couple of words. He says, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. It's not a whisper, uh, but the voice of an archangel, the trumpet call of God. John in Revelation makes it even more plain. He says, behold, he is coming with clouds. That's that phrase again. Every eye will see him, everyone, uh, even those who pierced. In other words, even those who rejected him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him, even so. Amen, he says, Jesus. So, like you say here, it's very visible, it's very public, it's very audible. Mm. Uh, It's the greatest sound and light show on earth. And there's a reason for that, because we're going to see him. This is where God's coming to, to rescue his people. And I guess uh, it says there, well, every eye will see him. So I guess that means as well that even the blind will see uh, the yes. coming of Christ. Everyone yes, will see exactly. him come. Yeah. Exciting. And, and, and the, point, the point that he makes in the last phrase is very important because he says, all the tribes of the earth will mourn. Well, who's going to mourn when Jesus returns the second time and, and why will they mourn? Mm. Clearly, if he's, at this time he's gathering his friends, but some are going to be mourning. Obviously, they're not the ones. So in Revelation chapter 7, we have a, we have a little, in Revelation 6, I should say, John gives us a picture of what's going on here. He says, I looked when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood. Jesus referred to these things, remember? 
Mm-hmm. And the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it's shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it's rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. The kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave, every free man, tragically, it says, hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains. And they said to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. The great day of his wrath has come. And who is able to stand? Interestingly, uh, Hugh, the answer to that question is given in the next chapter. It's those mm. people that have put on that robe of righteousness, they've washed their robes and made them white. Those who have accepted Jesus, in other words. Yes, and of course, it starts out by describing how that the, the winds of strife are being held back until that day as well, doesn't it? So, yes. so in other words, uh, at the time of the gathering of God's people who will stand according to God's grace and his righteousness is yet still to come. So, uh, in actual fact, uh, that uh, that picture is describing the fact that, uh, hey, look, uh, there are going to be those who will not be received into his kingdom on that day, and, and they shall sadly uh, hide themselves away, but there will be those who will gladly be received into his kingdom at that very same time. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And John pictures them in chapter 9. He pictures Jesus as coming on a white horse. Now, Jesus is not coming on a horse. This is a picture in, in ancient times of, yes. a, of a king coming to rescue his people. But in order to do that, sadly, he has to put down their enemies because in Revelation it says people will turn against God's people, but he, he rescues them. So mm. it's a tremendous picture we have of Jesus coming as King of kings and, and Lord of lords. Yes, how, how sad it would be for those who, who will hide themselves away and yet see others received into his kingdom, perhaps people they themselves have mocked or ridiculed. Uh, what a sad mm. day that will be. Um, and it so, is when we, cons- yeah. when we consider especially that that God is offering everyone the opportunity. It's like life support system, really. In a hospital, you you can you know you plug in, but you can pull up, you can disengage from the life support system, and and life is only in God. That's why, sadly, people who turn away from God they can't have life because life is only in God. Mm. So a sad thought for those who reject that life, but uh, what a day of rejoicing it will be for those who accept Jesus and have accepted him yes. already, of course. Uh, and I think, like I, think you, I think it's very important that while we're on this, you see what the Bible is saying here is when Jesus comes, the ones who mourn, they're actually destroyed by his mm. coming. Mm. Because And we have to face that. It's, it's not something we like, but it's what the Bible, because God wants us to warn us, don't go there. Stay with me. But let's read Revelation chapter uh, 19 and verse 19. It says, I saw the beast, the kings of the earth, their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence and uh, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. Then it says, these were cast into the lake of burning fire, burning with brimstone, the rest were killed with the sword which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. I read those verses, you not because we want to scare anybody, but God paints what's coming so we can flee what's coming. Mm, mm. But it makes it very plain that at the coming of Jesus, his friends are taken with him, but those who sadly reject, they are destroyed. And who wouldn't want to be a friend of Jesus, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Because when we consider that he died, he took out, he took the punishment that should be ours. Mm. 
I think I think this is brought out very clearly, Hugh, in before we move on, Second Thessalonians two verse eight, where Paul says uh, in fact, why don't you read that verse for us, Second Thessalonians two verse eight. In a very succinct way, he tells us what's going to happen, sadly, to those who cling to sin and hold on to it. They won't give it up. They, they embrace it and they won't give it to the Lord. Sure thing. Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Mm, so... Now, that, the reason we read those texts is it's now going to become important to, to find out. So what, where do people get the idea of a secret rapture from? You know, if it's so visible, where does this idea come mm, from? Good question. Now, there are two, two, ways, two places it comes from. One is the statement of thief in the night. Uh, Jesus talked about this in Matthew 24, verse 42. He said, watch therefore, for you don't know about what hour your Lord is coming. You don't know that, but know this. If the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect. In other words, he's not coming silently. When he says he's coming as a thief, he means he's coming as a thief unexpectedly. And it's even to those who love him, he says. You don't know at what hour he's coming. Now, Paul says a similar thing in Second First Thessalonians 5. He says, you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. So, you, so people think, therefore, that it's silently. But we should read the very next verse because it says in verse 3 of First Thessalonians 5, for when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. So you notice he puts the two things together. The thief in the night is not a thief like silently to gather God's friends, but the thief in the night is coming unexpectedly. And what happens? Sudden destruction. Mm. Interesting. So Jesus is coming unexpectedly, not silently. When he comes as a thief, unexpectedly, in other words, sadly those who cling to sin experience sudden destruction. That's what Paul just said. Mm. Now, Peter, Peter says the same thing. If you, if you perhaps read for us, 2 Peter 3.10, uh, Hugh, there's a... Your famous verse, isn't it? It says here, mm. but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Well, that again sounds like he's coming secretly, but then yeah. of course the next words say, in which <laughs> the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Well, that doesn't sound very secret, does it? No, it's not. I mean, it's, it's destruction. So, you know, when people say, well, only God's people are taken out, that's true. But it's very clearly that sudden destruction sadly happens to those who don't. So, yeah, it's not a, a thief in the night is unexpectedly. So, so the question is, how can we escape this coming destruction? Well, Paul says in, I love what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 9. I love it. God did not appoint us to wrath or to destruction, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, for all of us here, mm. so that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. We don't. There's no need oh, for anybody to be lost, you know. Mm. Mm. Now, there's one more passage that people get it from, and that's where it says one is taken and the other is left behind. That's a common, you know, someone's taken. People say, oh, he's taken to be with Jesus. The others are left on earth. Well, that was even the name of a movie series, wasn't it? It was. That's that, that, and that's commonly 
believe because of that movie yeah. series. But let's look at let's look at Luke chapter seventeen twenty six. It says these words: "As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man." Verse twenty seven: They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. The flood came and destroyed them all. Then he says, likewise, as it was in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed, when he comes and he's talked about, you know, we talked about the gathering. Notice notice verse 34. Here you read these because this is the famous verses where people think, this is the secret coming. Right. Uh, verse 34, I tell you, in that night there will be two men in one bed. The one will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding together. The one will be taken and the other left. Uh, two men will be in the field. The one will be taken and the other left. And so you notice, you notice that? So people, one's gone while people say the one that's gone, he's gone secretly to be Jesus, the other was left behind. But notice actually who's, who's taken and where they're taken because verse 30. Verse 37, the question is asked by the disciples. They answered and said to him, where, Lord? In other words, where will they be taken? And Jesus' answer is very cryptic. So he said to them, wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Mm. In other words, destruction. You know, you see vultures swiggling around. You know, there's been a battle and someone's dead. But Jesus says destruction as in Noah's day and Sodom's day. Where are they taken? They're taken to destruction. So it's actually the opposite of what many people say. Interesting. <clears throat> you certainly have opened up these texts for us in a way that uh, is, is very eye-opening. Um, well, uh, just at this point, before we continue on, before we wrap things up uh, here together, uh, I think it's really important for our listeners to understand that uh, we can learn more about this uh, by means of a special offer that we have available. Uh, and the special offer we have for our listeners today is called, it's a book offer, and it's a book called Hope Through Prophecy. Uh, it's a book by Dustin Pestlin. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm going to share the code to that in a few moments' time. So please listen in carefully so that you will hear the code and you can uh, uh, get your, you can text in and get uh, your free copy of Hope Through Prophecy. But also, Gary, if uh, people want to come and hear and see you live, uh, just a reminder to our listeners that they can do that uh, by booking their seats for when you come to Adelaide very soon on August 5th and 6th, August 5th, uh, Saturday, August 5th, from 5 to 9 p.m. at the Glandor Community Centre in 25 Naldera Street. You can book your seats on uh, uh, 1-800-77-2020 or on the website, Prophetica.com. Likewise, in the northern suburbs of Adelaide, you can do the same by uh, booking your free seats for August, Sunday, August the 6th, again from 5 to 9 p.m. with a free meal on both occasions, actually. Uh, 5 to 9 p.m. Sunday, August 6th at the Denison Centre in Mawson Lakes in Garden Terrace. Uh, and again, uh, by means of Prophetica.com uh, or by uh, the phone number one uh, 1-800-77-2020 to, uh, to meet and to hear Gary in person as he uh, elucidates and opens up and shares with us in, in uh, mind-blowing ways uh, the truth of God in very simple terms. Uh, 
and of course about the most important event still in the future, and that is the coming of the Lord to take us home. So uh, don't miss out on those opportunities. Uh, and again, st- keep listening because you're going to hear that code for that uh, free giveaway book in a few moments' time. But coming back to you, Gary, just um, what would you want to share with us uh, as we wrap up our program today? Yes, two, two quick things, Hugh. Um, Jesus actually warned against the ideas of a secret coming. Uh, Matthew 24, verse 23, Jesus said, If any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, don't believe it. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he's in the desert, don't go. He's in the secret chambers. He's come secretly. Don't believe it. Then he adds, you know, as the lightning comes, shines out of the east and goes to the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. But I think you probably the most important thing to realize is this, is part of the secret rapture teaching is, is those who are left behind, they have a second chance during the seven-year period. So if you miss out on the second coming, the, 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 you know, the secret rapture, you get a second chance in the next seven years. But that's never what the Bible teaches. The Bible always teaches today is the day of salvation. Now is the time. Don't put it off to another day because this is the day of salvation. Today is the day. The Bible never knows about putting it off to an opportune time. And certainly there's no opportunity after the second coming of Jesus because, as we saw, those who cling to sin are destroyed. Mm, yes, so important, isn't it, uh, Gary, to be ready for that day. And the the best time, the best day to be ready for that day is this day, isn't it? Well, it's still called today. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I, I, I love the thought, Hugh, that, the Lord loves us so much that he's holding things back. He doesn't want any to, to miss out on this. He wants everybody to have eternal life. So he holds back um, and gives us all that opportunity for only just plug into his life support system. Mm. Wonderful thought. Well, I hope that all of us will choose to be ready for that day and make that choice even now today. Uh, I also hope that our listeners will uh, decide to get their free offer, which you can only get on this program on Big uh, on Drive Time Big Q and A, and on this radio station Faith FM. And that, of course, is our free giveaway today of hope through prophecy. We want you to have that hope. We want you to have that book. And so the code word for that today is SA128. That's SA128. And where do you text to get uh, to get this book? Well, you do it on uh, 04888-80811. That's 04888-80811. And that code word again, SA128. That's what you uh, text in uh, uh, to that number. Uh, text in SA128 to that number, 04888-80811, and you'll get your free giveaway book, Hope Through Prophecy. And what a wonderful hope we have, Gary, and you've really opened it up for us beautifully today, that wonderful hope that we have in Jesus. I can't wait to meet uh, you in person again. It's been a little while, and uh, we're going to see each other at uh, at those two venues very soon Yeah, at uh, the Glandor Community Center uh, there in um, in the southern suburbs uh, on August the 5th from 5 to 9 p.m. with a free meal. And also really likewise, looking forward to it, you. Yeah, me too, at uh, the Denison Center in the northern suburbs there uh, in Mawson Lakes. Uh, in Garden Terrace, so the Denison Centre in Mawson Lakes on August the 6th from 5 to 9pm. And to do that, book your free seats at uh, uh, prophetica.com or on 1-800-77-2020. 
Well, thank you very much for your time today, Gary. Can't wait to have you here in Adelaide. Uh, but this has been the next best thing. And uh, uh, we, we wish God's blessings on you as you come to meet us soon. And uh, I'm just going to share now a word from our sponsor. But before we do, thank you again, Gary. Thank you, Hugh. Good to be with you. Great to be with you too. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.